Welcome back to an immersive cannabis experience here at Arishaland. Woohoo! Yeah, we are so excited once again because we're here and we've got more great solid information. We are bringing you some of the cannabis headliners from this past week and the past few weeks because cannabis has been in the news more and more lately. So we wanted to give you our rundown on all of these big topics. We're on a quest to help the world become happier, healthier, and better informed. As we scroll through our phones, Apple News, TV, and amongst ourselves, cannabis, I mean, we just can't get away from it. So maybe, we're totally immersed. I maybe, mean. We, maybe we should start with some. <laughs> I'm down. Let's start off our podcast with a bong hit. Let's and of do. course, we're using the famous Big Bong. I'm back with a big one. Let's get started. Welcome to Arisha Land, a cannabis industry immersive experience. I'm Ari. And I'm Sha. We're Arisha. Hi, Ari. Hi, Sha. <laughs> Ooh, your turn. Today we are here with our guest and our friend Chuck Science. What are Woo! you? What's in your hand? <laughs> what, are you, what are you munching on right it's now? It's one of our new experimental edible gummies. <laughs> How <laughs> does it taste? I know. You look pretty yeah, happy. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you can have one. <laughs> Thank you. In fact, I have. Uh, five-pound bag of them coming for you to sample. Anyone out there, if you want to be on our sample list, go ahead and use our contact information that is included with the write-up of this podcast. As you know, Chuck Science is our product formulator. He also has been the grandfather, sorry Chuck, yeah, yeah. of sports nutrition. We created another title for him as well because he's trained some major Olympic athletes. And as we're getting into this podcast, the Olympics are coming up and it is one of our topics because it's in the news. So we're going to take a closer look at that and get to the real heart of the matter. We want to educate you and we want to bring better messages to you. We want better messaging in the media because right now the world is not doing a good job and there's a lot of poor information that's being surfaced around. Everyone copies and pastes, but they're pasting the wrong thing. So we want to bring Chuck Science on and let's lay down some real facts. Oh yeah, give us the inside <laughs> scoop. But first, do you want a bong hit? I know. <laughs> and I want one sure, of those gummies. What's in the bong, as a matter of fact? Is this some of the... Uh, New flower samples that um, Michael brought down from Northern California when Neil and Mark visited this week. That just oh, might happen you know. to be. <laughs> okay, uh, I know you guys are working on branding a lot of the big cannabis brands out there in California now, the flower brands. So oh, that's yeah. right. We're, we're gonna keep you all in. We're gonna keep them. We're gonna right keep in you touch informed. Front seat, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to bring the world like our Gorilla brands and all of these other new projects we have going on. Our California team has been <coughs> from California visiting with us. Three days last week. It was quite. It out. was quite <laughs> impressive, though. We got a lot accomplished, and we're moving forward. Even discussing laws with them in California versus other parts of the world. So first thing we want to talk about is Shakari Richardson. 
you know. I like to get up in the morning and run miles. I like to get high with Ari, smoke a little J and run miles. It helps my run better. It helps me clear my mind, a meditative state. Woohoo. So let's touch on this because we use this daily and we understand, you know, she's getting a lot of backlash for it in a negative way. Um, we just want to address the facts, everything that is being said within an article. If you could tear mm -hmm. through that for us. And I think really what's important today is I just want to remind everyone that's listening to this episode that Chuck Science, you know, know him from previous episodes, but he has a history as an Olympic coach. He's been doing this for many years, and he is extremely knowledgeable in this field. So, tech science. The field is yours. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, let me just establish my actual bona fides you know, <laughs> to be able to answer this question. Um, you know, first of all, you're, you're correct. I was an Olympic coach. Um, I also was one of uh, the two companies that was responsible for um, the first ever Soviet and American sports scientists exchange program back in the um, you know late 80s. In fact, the New York Times called it uh, the most important uh, first shot to end the Cold War, so to speak, between um, the United States and, and uh, you know uh, Soviet Union at that time. So. You know, it was an exciting time to be a sports scientist. I was able to um, learn a lot. Um, if you're wondering uh, what sport I coached, it was actually, of all things, bobsledding. Hey, <laughs> there's some great movies that uh, come from that. <laughs> which is a kind of fun story. Yeah. Um, you know, being from upstate New York and Scotia, New York, uh, Norm Miller being uh, the, you know, the longtime bobs bobsled coach of the U.S. Olympic team. Norm and I were great friends. And we put together the program along with um, uh, Continental Airlines, which sent uh, numerous scientists from the U.S. to uh, the Soviet Union and numerous scientists from the Soviet Union here. In addition to that, I've also been a uh, football coach at Penn State, been uh, on the sports medicine staff at the New York Giants. I've been an assistant coach of basketball, a college basketball. I mean, you know, I, I'm an athletic person. Um, I coach many Olympic athletes uh, from uh, Taekwondo, you know, and, and many other sports. So, yeah, I know what I'm doing yeah. um, when it comes to answering <laughs> these questions. And I've been doing it for 40 years, which is Impressive. a lot more than most people. I've dealt mm -hmm. with swimmers. I've dealt with divers. I've dealt with track and field people. I've dealt with a basketball team. I've dealt with, I mean, I was on the sports medicine staff of uh, the Chicago Bulls, of the Chicago Whites. Uh, I mean, so on, so on, so on. And even now, your product energizes is in um, use in sports, uh, you know, teams and, and, and individuals and events, you know, all over the, the country and soon to be world. In fact, now, as you realize, you know, uh, your partner, um, Jude, he has got 11 athletes in the Olympics this year. Yeah. He mm -hmm. sits on the board of the U.S. Doping um, Authority, which decides the fate of things like Shakari Richardson, etc. And Jude and I, you know, talked as of last Friday even. Yeah, because this is current. <coughs> this is information that's important to us. So the opinions that are expressed here are those of my own. They're not of uh, anybody else, not of the U.S. Olympic Committee, not of, uh, <laughs> you know, not of Jude, not of anybody, not of you. <laughs> you know, the opinions that I express today are 100% solely mine. 
So when everybody begins to cancel my ass, you know, three <laughs> seconds from now, please don't cancel the show. Please don't cancel uh, the Olympics. Please don't cancel uh, anybody but me. You may not agree with what I say, but tough shit. Your opinion is valid as mine. Mine is just likely to be way the hell more informed than yours on this one. So if you've got a brain in your head, listen up. And maybe when you're sitting around the water cooler, you can offer something more sensible than the bullcrap I'm reading in the journalistic press. And I don't even, I don't know, I'm not even going to qualify the internet anymore as anything to do with, with sensible commentary for anything. So, let's get started. What do you want to know? Well... Thank you for that, and thank you for letting everyone know who you are um, in another way, because it's your history and your knowledge that has paved our way. So we re really want to help inform everyone in the right way. So first off, with Shakari Richardson, um, this article and you know cannabis being in the media, yes, we understand 100% that if you want to be an Olympian you are not allowed to use cannabis and be tested positive for cannabis. So it was very uh, great of her as her character to stand up and admit and say she's sorry for doing that. She apologized and if everyone could just move on from that, she said sorry, most people would never admit their faults. So her as a character, we believe, that was stand up to do. Oh, definitely. It definitely was you know, it showed her integrity and her honesty exactly. for coming forward for that. But, you know, we know as an Olympic athlete, it's just the rules. You yeah. know, the rules are the rules. But, you know, I guess today we would like to maybe examine why the rule is there. And, you know, how do you see marijuana policies moving forward? Um, well, first of all, let's... <laughs> this isn't about marijuana. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I don't think it is, yeah. but is everyone's whole, making it about there, it. There is nobody, well, it is in a way, but there, there's nobody more pro-cannabis than me. I mean, aside from <laughs> helping to formulate over 3,500 products, being a complete crazy cannabis writer, publishing articles everywhere, and writing the only medical program that's fully annotated on, you know, for medical professionals to teach them about cannabis so that they can, you know, deal with people within the hemp or, or, or cannabis worlds. I mean, nobody's more pro-cannabis than me. I mean, I really can't imagine. I use it on a daily basis myself. I think certain cannabis products have really been responsible for helping to, uh, you know, completely and utterly positively benefit my life in the past, you know, year. So no one is more pro-cannabis than me. So, you know, it might be surprising for people to hear what I'm about to say, but, you know, the, it's very simple to say a rule is a rule, but let's look really at what happened here. Okay, you've got, uh, <laughs> I mean, no one can argue with the response that, you know, Richardson gave, I mean, after the fact. No one can argue with that. It was a high emotional quotient <laughs> response. She took up and you know, stood up and took responsibility. You know, I wanted to hug her. You know, I certainly applaud her, you know, her acceptance. Um, but let's be very real right now, okay? Is cannabis being used by athletes running in the Olympics? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But they know not to use it 
right before an event. And if you do use it right before an event, go to the drugstore and grab one of the anti-testing kits. It happens all the time, people. Anybody who thinks that the Olympians are running not on cannabis, they're goofy, okay? Or not just running, but to believe that you have all these major athletes across the world not using cannabis prior to events is goofy. And in fact, you really can. It's just you can't use it, you know, in proximity to the event where you're going to test positive and certainly not during the trials, you know, in Oregon. You know, you just can't do that. But the real problem from the, the, the first part of the narrative has nothing to do with cannabis. It has to do with the support team around Ms. Richardson. I mean, honestly, no coach in the world should allow their athlete to be alone at a moment of intense emotional discomfort. Not because 100%. the athlete could go out there and find somebody to go buy that pot. I guarantee she did not walk into a dispensary on her own in Oregon during the Olympic trials with the rap or the rep that she has yeah, and she buy can. cannabis. And yeah. I guarantee she didn't go onto the corner to some plug and buy cannabis. <laughs> Somebody went out and got it for her. Right. Yeah. The coaching staff, the coach responsible to her, not for her, to her, the coach responsible to her should have never let that individual anywhere near her. Someone who would go out during the Olympic trials and buy her cannabis and bring it back to her. That is the disgrace, not Shikari. The disgrace is someone did it her and support. the coaching right. allowed it. Now, did she do the wrong thing? According to the rule, yes. Mm -hmm. And you may not like the rule. I don't like the rule. <laughs> I don't like the rule. But a rule no. is a rule. You want to hear a story about a rule? Let's roll back to the Olympics in 1988. Okay. When Ben Johnson whips the golden boy, who is actually a very good friend of mine. Now, Ben was a super friend of mine, too. Ben Johnson whips his ass. No one in America believed that that Canadian runner, Ben, could beat Michael. No one believed it. He did. Day later, he tests positive for testosterone. He immediately says, well, I didn't take any testosterone products. Now, everyone in the world, including me, knew that that was a bold-faced lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have never taken any type of testosterone product, he said. All right. Hey, you know what? You have a little bit of trouble admitting the truth. You, you know, his EQ in 1988 might not be what uh, you know, Miss Richardson's is today. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But he went a little bit further. He said... Well, uh, it was Smilex officiantalis from Pioneer Biosciences that gave me that, you know, positive test. And everybody went, oh, they're selling, you know, drugs at Pioneer. So needless to say, the New York Times, everybody jumped down on my ass. Whoa, you're associated with all these Olympic athletes and you're giving them 
things that are testing them positive and da 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 da. And I'm like, would you stop? People came to Be- you yes. individually. Yes. Good thing the internet wasn't alive oh, yet, man. because that would have been a fucking winch hunt. Oh winch man, okay? I would have gone. Yeah. So people came to me. I said, you know, first of all, before you write something, go educate your damn self. You don't have four years, so why don't you bring a scientist in here? This totally independent of me and have a conversation between the three of us because you're not going to get it right. And that's not because you're stupid, but because you're a journalist. Yeah. I've got three degrees beyond college. You've got a journalism degree. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to try and write your story. You don't try and do my science. Right. Bring a scientist in here if you want to talk. And you guess what? The New York Times and a couple other places did. Nice. And when we had a nice little roundtable discussion, the scientist got up and said it was absolutely impossible that Ben Johnson, you know, hit the positive test due to Smilex, okay? Ah. And then I said, well, I'm not going to let this just sit here because then he wouldn't give up on it. So I went out and found the guy that got him the drugs. (laughs) And I told him, tell the real story. And the people who told him to tell the real story from the gym were just about three times the size of him. So he told the real story <laughs> under, under fear that his melon might be crunched. Oof. And he got up and told the real story. And the real story was that, you know, he had done propionate right before, you know, the race. And, I mean, and obviously would turn positive. Okay, so I was vindicated, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for a few days... I'm not going to say it was uncomfortable. It was actually painful to be being accused of all sorts of ridiculous things that weren't even true because somebody couldn't follow the damn rules. Yeah. So you know what? Rules are there for a reason. And they're not built. I don't give a damn what anybody says. They're not built to hold any single race, any single gender, any single anybody down. All right. You know, the rules are there to try and make an equal playing field. Now, the rule about cannabis is really stupid because there is just not any evidence that cannabis is is performance enhancing. I mean, they just finished an article uh, a couple days ago that was published saying it's not. Now all these states are running through and saying, well, we want to change the, 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 the state statue on cannabis so athletes can run on it. That's not going to affect the Olympics. Yeah. And even Biden's getting involved with it I yesterday saying, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to have a discussion. Well, here's the discussion. This is a crazy discussion because you know what the Olympic committee is going to say? We don't really care about cannabis. <laughs> what we care about is cannabis is an amazing masking agent. And if somebody uses cannabis (laughs) and it's legal, everybody will have it in their bloodstream, even if they're not cannabis users, because it's going to mask other drugs (laughs) that that are performance enhancing. So the real honest to God solution to this whole thing, the only sensible, equitable thing in the world is to challenge science to come up with a test. All right. For the substances that cannabis is blocking when yeah. cannabis is there. Yeah, that way people can use cannabis and still have a positive effect on their life yeah. and their mood. But you know how many states actually take revenue from cannabis to investigate cannabis? I don't know, but Arizona just did last week. They said, we're going to take oh. a piece of medical cannabis, not recreational cannabis. Okay. We're going to take a piece of the medica- medical cannabis revenue of the state, and we're going to study various medical aspects of cannabis. Whoa. That is awesome. Oh, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, this whole Richardson thing, 
you know, everybody's trying to turn it into a, a you know, a, a stereotypical thing and a this, that, and the other thing. And you know what? Has there been gender issues in Olympic sports with various things, whether it be genetics, you know, and genetic mm. testing, or the type of uh, caps they're allowed to wear swimming? Oh, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, there's oh, a lot great. of goofy stuff. Is there is there goofy stuff, you know, involving everything? Yeah, there's goofy stuff in, you know, from, uh, you know, anything, from one sport versus another. I mean, if you're really on the inside, it's almost like a circus. Yeah. Okay? So, you know. Well, it, it is because all of the people, the spectators are out here. We're just like, perform good. I want to see a good game. Run look good. At, I want to watch. And, I, you know, and again, totally my opinion this yeah. is not the opinion of anybody who has anything to do with anything about anything other than me <laughs> the olympics are about one thing television yeah all right the television revenues yeah. if anybody really believes that the international olympic committee gives a hot damn about anything else then you're dreaming i mean right now Various countries are fighting to get Olympic coaches into the Tokyo venue for the games. Right. I mean, I can understand you're going to keep the spectators out, but you're trying to keep coaches with a dozen athletes out, out need, of the games. They need their coaches. I mean, it's mm -hmm. all about television. They're not going to tell those athletes to stay home yeah. because the athletes are the product. Yeah. It's not right. the coaching staff. The coaching staff can be invisible. They can in in the U or in the International Olympic eyes, they can be coaching from anywhere. Okay, so it's not true, <laughs> it's wrong, but it's the way they think. And that's my opinion, and there is nothing on earth that's gonna change it, because I got forty yeah, years yeah. of experience dealing with <laughs> those organizations, and you are not gonna change the good Lord could come down and stand next to me and say, yeah, got it all wrong. And I would say, prove it to me because I've lived 40 years <laughs> watching yeah. it happen. Exactly. So, you know, yes, cannabis should be allowed to be smoked or ingested. It helps you. You know, but this is the same thing with horse racing. I mean, I deal with it all the time in horse racing. I mean, it's just so many rules and regulations are set up against the athlete. You know, now in horse racing, we want no medications whatsoever. Blah, blah. Well, that's ridiculous. That's like telling so people have, that you can't take aspirin or you can't take Tylenol or you can't, you know, do this rub or you can't, you know, like, come on, come on. Yeah. There's a certain point to keep your body as well tuned as it can be. You know, we would rather blow up a horse's lungs literally destroy a horse's lungs then allow them to take something like clenbuterol because clenbuterol can help a horse run faster because their lungs improve wouldn't you want horses out there running with improved lungs rather than horses running with bleeding lungs that could kill them like use your damn heads and all they don't want to do is allow Lasix, allow Clembuterol, allow these things because they can mask other drugs that are way more powerful. Well, create better tests. We're scientists. Yeah. Stop penalizing the horses. Stop penalizing the athletes. Stop penalizing the public. When's the last time you saw a horse 
run a world record and come back and run anything ever again. Yeah, they break You don't! Right. Sorry, I'm passionate about this. No, I because, love it because this is our life as well. I mean, so. I deal with it every day. Yeah. So when I read these ridiculous things in the news, focusing on matters that don't even count, you know, have that dialogue about something that it applies to. Not everything is racist. Yeah. You know? Not everything is unfair. Not everything needs to be canceled. <laughs> right. Give yourself a break. Have some, some cannabis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Have some cannabis. Have some cannabis. Seriously. There's better things to worry about. It is abhorrent to me that this ever happened to her. I think she's a quality stand-up person. Great who, And I don't know her, and I don't pretend to. No, we didn't. To. We just saw, like, I oh, just, I think, based on what runner. the little bit I saw and what I hear, you know, she was a person that had a challenging life, who got hit very unfairly with an excruciating, challenging piece of information. Then her support system broke down. Yeah. And that's the system. First of all, the coach has got to be more present in that situation. Right. I would never. I mean, that's ever. part of an organization, that organizational support, having that support. And at that very moment where she needed support, it failed her. Right. So mm -hmm. it is sad, but, you know, it's like she was a person of integrity. And what we're trying to convey to everyone out there is yourselves be a person of integrity. Stop criticizing every little thing that someone else is doing. Look in your own eyes through your own eyes and say like, okay, this is me. Like if this is me, would I have done that? If we all are a person of integrity again, new systems in place, new tests in place, then everything can get back to a place of normalcy and it won't be this nitpicking everywhere you look. Like that's draining. You know, <laughs> most teams have people that look after them beyond just the coaches. I mean, you're not gonna, in a, in a professional sports organization or, co or college organization, I mean, you're not gonna have somebody, you know, like somebody hustling cocaine, for instance, hanging around with the players. That's not gonna happen. I mean, not in any organized formal setting. They're gonna get intercepted with, you know? I mean, I can remember a couple incidences in my past. You know, one involved, you know, hanging somebody from their feet from a very high thing. Not that I did that, but, you know, just to remind them that they shouldn't be, <laughs> you know, doing that. It's a long fall from from the cheap seats, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it's, but that happens. That's the real world of sports. You know, it might be something you think, oh, that's only happens on TV. <laughs> no, messages are sent in different ways. And, you know, that's the reality of sports. And, you know, that's a regrettable thing. You know, the rule, I believe, my own personal opinion, the rule needs to be changed. I believe it's going to be very difficult for them to change the rule until that they can convince, um, you know, maybe the United States. It's nice that Biden wants to get involved and fix the rule, but maybe he should get involved in and give uh, some organizations a little bit of money to come up with better testing protocols Absolutely. so that we can separate these things so that this isn't even an issue in the, yeah. in the, in the future. Absolutely. That people can do their cannabis, feel good, have less anxiety, deal with their pain a little bit better. And is that performance increasing? Well, if you have performance debilitating anxiety and you don't have it anymore, is it performance increasing? Well, of course it is. You know, to, so to say that cannabis isn't performance enhancing is, you know, it all depends on your definitions. I mean, if you're 
if if you're feeling good if it's on your peak, etc., if you run. go to do some cannabis, you aren't going to shave a few tenths of a second off your 100-yard right, dash or 100-meter dash <laughs> and set a world record because you did cannabis. That's absolutely and utterly idiotic, okay? However, if your cannabis use in general, all right, keeps, you know, PTSD episodes at bay or keeps unhappy things or helps you deal with with personal tragedies or even situational anxieties from the pandemic and other things that are happening um, or pain or this if if that helps you become a generally better person why do we ban it you know now that isn't shaving seconds or milliseconds off of anybody's you know personal bests you know unless that specific factor was the one factor that completely debilitated their performance and and by taking uh you know cannabis all of a sudden they felt amazing but you know what the moon isn't made out of green cheese all right nobody with incredible devastating ps you know ptsd that's keeping them from you know running their personal best they're not going to suddenly take a hit of cannabis and go out and bust the world record okay you know the moon is not made of green cheese okay you know there's a reality that guides a lot of events all right and just (laughs) you don't you don't run faster or throw harder or jump higher (laughs) because you took a hit of a joint before the competition (laughs) nobody believes that all right nobody but but i do believe in general i mean if you have very sore joints and you go on a program of cannabis use your joints aren't going to be as sore which means what can you play golf better (laughs) yeah but it's not going to (laughs) take strokes off your game it's only going to fix your knees so that you can get your game back to the level that it would have been if your knees didn't hurt you see what i'm saying yeah there's a difference (laughs) between keeping an organism healthy and allowing it to perform at its optimal level and then training it to perform better versus saying this substance is going to suddenly elevate yeah. you. Yeah. All right? You know, but certain substances can, I mean, immediately elevate either by taking away pain, so the fact that you can't even feel it, which isn't good because if you break your feet. leg while you're yeah, running, exactly. you're going to keep running, you <laughs> right. know, as evidenced at least for a few seconds, and yeah. that sometimes turns into compound disasters, yeah. you know? But, you know, you don't want to do those type of things, no. So I am absolutely 100% in favor of having sensible, uh, you know, pharmacological guidelines, all right? But not to the exclusion of allowing a person to perform at the best that they personally could perform without enhancing substances, all right? In other words, if I can um, help you heal broken fingers faster, all right, to get you back on the court. Why can you not do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not making your hand bigger. Right. It's, <laughs> or it's, str- it's just returning, you know. Yeah. So why aren't I allowed to do that? Right. It makes no sense, you know. And that's true of horses right up to humans, okay. Um, so that, that whole situation is regrettable, but I really think the narrative is upside down, backwards, inside out, and totally screwed up. All right. What I love is this is a platform. It's an audio platform, and everyone listening out there, we invite you to share this with someone who you think may gain knowledge from this. Um, get it into the right person's hands, because Tuck Science, is, he's been dealing with the representatives of the world and governing agencies for years and he's not afraid to be on a science team to state the facts you know and that's what we need now 
Mm-hmm. More facts. Yeah, like facts are important. Facts, better testing methods. Because, you know, like people, if the rules change, then we need better testing methods so people aren't taking other substances and masking it with cannabis. We just want people to have, you know, a good homeostasis. Uh, seven buried. Yeah. Have good well, homeostasis. Well, we, ha- we, we have to stop to do, what we have to stop doing is making these transactional um, conclusions. You know, if we could stop people from making, tr- you know, these transactional conclusions, you know, like if bam stuff. Um, you know, like, certainly, there's no question that, um, you know, skin colors like black and brown have been systematically, you know, <laughs> systematically assaulted more due to cannabis than any other group. I mean, and there's no doubt that the origins of it was in racism, all right, you know, which was, what, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And I'm not going to say that it's still not there today. I mean, I think, again, you know, you guys are partners in Energize. You're working very, very hard with them right now. And Energize, you know, they're an NSF company, which means, you know, their products are, science tells athletes that you can take this product, you know, if it has an NSF seal. And, and it's very hard to get those seals, and you have to, you know, curate everything very, very carefully. But, but that product is an NSF product, as are the new chews that we're doing for, you know, we're doing the new chews here um, for Energize, which are going to be, you know, electrolyte chews, and then we're going to have some uh, performance, you know, chews, not performance enhancing, folks. Yeah, no, um, no, no. You know, but they will actually be NSF chews as well once we get, you know, certification for that. And obviously, you guys, um, you know, are in charge of the Bodies in Motion line, which now will become, you know, very big. But, you know, one of your partners, aside from Jude, um, in Energize is uh, Jay-Z, you know, yep. the musician. And some people who mm-hmm. follow broadcast know that. And, you know, the he obviously has been, you know, not just recently, but since really 2015, I think, when I, I started paying attention to cannabis, he was out in the news saying that there's been systematic racism yeah, against, you know, blacks and browns due to cannabis. And, and he's right, right, all right? There's yeah. no question about Absolutely. that. You know, he's right. But, and, and I love some of the things that, that he says, like, I think in, in some of his recent things, it was like uh, one state, what was it, uh, let me just pull it up, one state uh, allows cannibal, technically allows cannibalism, but not cannabis, yeah. <laughs> which, oh, is, yeah, a, <laughs> which is a funny here. thing. And 17, it is illegal, you will be arrested if you light a joint with a flamethrower in 17 states. But not because of the flamethrower. <laughs> so the flamethrower is legal in 17 states and the joint is another one. You can marry your first cousin in more states than you can buy recreational weed. <laughs> you know, these are things that he's pointing out and trying to make America know, like, and understand. Right. See, but, yeah. and that's true. And those are, those are really, that's really not a, a minority cannabis state stance. It's a just a stance how like, foolish the laws are in cannabis, yeah. you know. But because Jay Z is associated with believing in all, you know, and, and and in fact, some of this, you know, dialogue gets associated with it. Everybody believes that whenever um, someone like him or him opens their mouth, it's always about, uh, you know, like a racial bias and something. And and, and it, it isn't is necessarily. Some of it is against the stupidity of, of some of these law, cannabis like laws. laws. So, yeah. You know, is, has there been? Huge insensitivity, you know, by by a lot of people in America, certainly white America, uh, of course, has has there was it historically wicked, you know, for certain groups. I mean, horrifyingly, yes, absolutely, should have never happened, but it did. But here we are in 2021, 
Mm-hmm. And is it still occurring? To a cer- certain extent, yes. But our ways of doing it, you know, like some of these social equity programs, I mean, I, I, I still have, I have a hard time grasping, you know, some of these programs. When I read the rules, you have to have been, um, you know, convicted of a cannabis crime. You have to belong to, a, a, you know, an oppressed minority group. You have to be convicted of a crime. Um, basically, you, you can't have money, but you're allowed a dispensary license if you pay X number of dollars. And that's the social equity program. So mm-hmm. <coughs> I know in Illinois, you know, that, that, that a couple of licenses were granted. And if you believe that that wasn't... Um, you know, a wealthy uh, white person behind that license, then you don't know who really got that license, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, so, you know, I'm not sure how good the, you know, the solutions have been. So I think I agree with most of the people who talk about this as being, um, you know, you know, having equity problems, you know, among races or anything, really. I mean, you know, but really it's, there's a time and a place for cannabis. I mean, just because cannabis is legal in a spot where it should be legal everywhere, you're not necessarily going to pull your toddler over and give him a big bong hit. No. Okay? <laughs> because it's not age appropriate. It's not responsible. Okay? If someone's, you know, in the middle of a breakdown episode, you're not going to, you know, say to them, hey, you know, dude, let's get high. Okay, no, you know, there's other things that you do during that spot. Or you might. If I was crying in my she'll hands do. right now, you, you know what? Ari would be saying, chill, dude, you just, you just need, need to, to get, get high. high. No, but the, the reality is that cannabis, I believe, has a time and a place. It isn't for everybody all the time. It isn't for all age groups. It's not for all occupations. Okay, mm-hmm. like you guys did some drops oh. yesterday, fooling around—not yeah. fooling around—but we were testing some new products. It was right? a Saturday. It was a Saturday. We were, we were you know, <laughs> you knew that you were going to be at work. You had a full staff here. I mean, heck, you Still had a—you had two buildings full of people working. All yeah. right? And you know, it seemed like a regular day. So you know, there were products being tested. I might have consumed edibly probably about. 280 milligrams, I but did you around did around 350, 350 Ari, yeah. and say you're around 300. Well, you guys collapsed. I mean, oh man, I, mean, I, I don't know how the rest of the night went for you I guys. I couldn't but even come to one I'll of the tell meetings. you what, you were leaving <laughs> like, here. You know, I'm really... glad somebody could drive could drive you home because you leaving here, you were a mess. I was yeah. just like, uh, I need to just sit right here and do what I'm doing. This focused task right now because I'm feeling really high. By the way, can I have some water? <laughs> I know. Towards the end of the day, I was feeling so high. I was trying to smoke my bong, but the drops already dropped at that point, and I was still just trying to hold it together for the ride. Now, I was trying to smoke. Would so you want have been? Would you want to be an airline pilot, a bus Absolutely driver, no, a cop? No. You know, yesterday afternoon like that. There's a time and no. a place for everything, mm-hmm. and oh God, that no. is the key to life. And and with our products, I mean, there's over 3,500 different ones. When we say cannabis, that is the family of cannabis. So we have things that are bath soaps for your children made from hemp. Guess yeah. what? That's still cannabis. You yeah, know, so when we CBD. say cannabis, there's so many different ways right. to, to use it. We have everything from just like very non-intoxicating, just CBD, you know, like topicals. You know, they're to not going to change your mind to our drops. Anyways, all of our drops, which are obviously very powerful. When the drops if you drop. take too many. <laughs> okay, now I know you guys are very, um, 
you know, sensitive to like the Richardson issue, and you're very much on her side for the way she handled it. But let me just ask you an honest question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both of you, and answer it honestly. Given what we've talked about right now, do you think the night before the Olympic trials was the appropriate time or place <laughs> to do cannabis, no, given no. everything you know? You've got everything to win at that point. You're, yeah. you're going for the trophy, so you should be on the up and up to, you know... Yeah, and I understand that. She was really going through an emotional time. But if I was her coach, you know, just call her, be on the phone with her, stay there with her, be in her room or something, you know, monitor (laughs) her. Like, what's the big deal? Nobody's getting near to her at that spot. It's just too critical at that point. I'm sorry. It's just not. So, time and a place for everything, you know, and that's what all these articles should be about, you know. But nobody wants to read. You know, everybody has this transactional idea. If... A person who happens to be black, you know, receives the bias and it must be a racial thing. Mm. You know what? Sometimes, sure. But why do we have to look at the world like that? You know, it's not just like if then. You know, there, it's not situational like that. You know, you can have an if without the then. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> there are if thens, you know. But sometimes you can have an if without a then, you know. And sometimes things can happen at the same time. I mean, you can be chewing gum, all right. And, and trip. The the gum didn't necessarily cause you to trip. Right? Right. You know, so, and that's what we do with cannabis a lot. We say, you know, <laughs> no matter what, good, bad, or indifferent, the story's about cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, good, bad, or different, the story's about race. Good, bad, or different, the story's about politics. Good, bad, or different, the story's about religion. Good, bad, or, you know, sometimes... There, everything doesn't have to be associated with everything, you know? There's rules governing the sport, good or bad. When you agree <laughs> to participate and allow the United States of America to support your efforts and have other people support your efforts, you should follow the rules that exist. If you change the rules, change them. You know, she can't change them. And no one's willing to change them right now, but not for any reason that's even been discussed in the press. No one has stepped forward and say, the reason we don't want to change the rules is because we can't figure out how to keep the other stuff out (laughs) if we change the rule. And and, and as absurd as that is, we're, we're not even having a reasonable dialogue. Now, I guarantee everybody on the World Doping, Anti-Doping Committee and everybody on the U.S. Anti-Doping Committee and anybody associated with this stuff knows the real narrative. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is it's never been written about. Everybody knows <laughs> the failure is in being able to separate cannabis as a masking agent. <laughs> from so cannabis as a substance. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Why don't you just talk about the real problem? You See? know why? Let me explain you why. It's boring and no one's going to understand it. Yeah, but it needs what? to be done. So you know we... who's going to understand it? People who follow horse racing yeah. and people who follow bodybuilding. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, no one's going to understand that. It just so happens <laughs> I'm very big in both <laughs> my whole life. So you movies. know what? I get it. You know, but if I'm talking to a newspaper and I'm trying to get my buzz value, not try and tell them the truth because you're 65 and you don't give a damn. All right, you know, if I want my buzz value because I'm trying to get some street creds as a as a this that or the other thing, uh, you know, you're you're you know, you're just gonna write some stupid stuff, which is what these journalists are doing. They're trying to get street creds as bloggers, yeah. and they don't even know what the hell they're writing about. Exactly. You know, write about something else. 
You know what I mean? And, and, and if you're going to write about this, discover the truth. Talk to people real. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Don't just think about it and then write about it because maybe your thoughts were happening when your toes were pointed in the wrong direction because you didn't understand what the hell you were doing in the first place. I am not going to write an article about chess. Not because I don't know how to play chess. Not because I haven't won a few chess games. <laughs> but I am not a chess expert. I hey. should not be writing about chess. When it comes to chess, I should shut the hell up and learn about it if I wanted to write about it. Yeah. And that's what I would do. Definitely. All right? Why can't other people do that about cannabis? Right. Shut the hell up until you learn about it. The fact that you've read about it or smoke it or you talk to one lame brain in <laughs> cannabis doesn't mean you know about cannabis. I know. Shut the hell up until you understand <laughs> it. Damn bloggers. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I think every... You know how many Instagram models write me a day wanting to get into the cannabis business? Oh, I know. No, I am 700 probably. <laughs> Honest to God, every Instagram model out there has a picture of a nugget on their page trying to pretend they're in cannabis, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and they're contacting people like me to try and get into... You know what? You don't know anything about it. What are you trying to get into it for? You know? Everyone wants... Wants you to, to help piece. fund their cannabis. <laughs> like having like fake that. lips and huge boobs and, you know, a goofy looking ass does not sell cannabis. All right? Solid information sells Education. cannabis. Absolutely. You know, like standing on one foot on a 400 foot drop off cliff in a bikini smiling does not sell cannabis. No. All right? <laughs> what sells cannabis is solid information. science and mm -hmm. applied knowledge on how to use it properly. All right, we got too many idiots and morons trying to get into cannabis. Too many people it was pretending. bad enough a few years ago, a couple years ago, when you walk into a cannabis convention and you see two types of people when you look down the aisle. You either see people who were doing something illegal five or six years ago, for yeah. real, or yeah. in jail yeah. for doing something illegal, or you see a bunch of young kids with pompadour haircuts and no socks and da-da-da, you know, slick out of NBA school thinking they know crap about crap and they don't know dick. All right, so you really literally got two types of idiots. Now, what you're getting is worse. You're getting the Instagram crew, you know. Because everyone wants to <laughs> pretend or be seen with cannabis. And it's guess crazy. what? When, when cannabis information really goes down the toilet... In the near future, blame it on the gram. Blame it on the gram. <laughs> because you're not allowed. Because you're not allowed to say anything real about cannabis, or your or, or your <laughs> thing will get shut down. But you can be an influencer and sneak around the rules ten thousand different ways and give everybody the wrong idea about cannabis and thrive. You know, exactly. no thank you. I'm not in. I don't I care it. how fake your lips are. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love Chuck Science. Chuck Rant. <laughs> Chuck Rant. Oh, Chuck Rant. Oh, <laughs> the world of cannabis is full of idiots. Ooh, you sure got us fired up over here, Chuck. <laughs> oh, that is a great oh, Chuck Rant. <laughs> Listeners, I mean, we really do try to inform you over and over again by giving solid information and to even be in the business world. Season three, third business quarter of the 2021 calendar here. I mean, it's to come this far and to look into media and news and just see all of this each and every day. 
we have to stay current. We have to be your source of solid information and entertainment. <laughs> Forever and always. No. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you so much. Anytime. Happy to serve Arisha. <laughs> now, let's have a bong hit. <laughs> Thank you. You go first. <laughs> Age before beauty. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I think in this podcast, we'll end it once again with the CBD Changes Live song. This is a way for us to use music. That's some powerful flower. Free speech. <laughs> That's the super premium stuff, I guess, huh? Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. They grow some good stuff. Yeah. We got the best partnerships. You uh, if you're in California, well, actually... Before we end, oh, you guys wait. need oh, to yeah. tell everybody what you heard this week. I didn't even know this. Um, you know, there was a lot of discussion about in the very near future. Um, you know, the oh, cannabis we'll is going to be state, state to state. state. Yes, Woo-hoo! the recreational marijuana is going to be state to state for legal states. Legal states. Yeah. So yeah. in other words, opening the metric. Yeah. So no, yeah. We're well, anybody who's metric. Borders. Yeah. Anybody Woo! who is metric, which is basically everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they can. So if you grow flour in. Uh, in California, Arizona, you'll California, be able to sell it Colorado. to Massachusetts or, you know, whoever's legal, all right? So Oregon can sell in Nevada. And um, we did have a three-day in-house meeting with our California team. So all of that is new and solid, and we're already, you know, finalizing some other details on the, our first <coughs> action items, but we're very, very excited to actually bring this to the cannabis Yeah, so world. stay tuned to this to this podcast mm-hmm. for updates on the new flower products, because if they can be sold outside of California nationwide legally, then I'll tell you what, that is some premium, premium <laughs> flower right there. That even Woo! caught me off guard. So look for this kind of stuff. It, it is functionally different. I can tell you that right you now. Got me Woo! Let's have a bong hit to celebrate Thanks. that. Oh, yeah. This means premium flower in all legal recreational states. And <coughs> for me, this is like heaven. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to go get flower anywhere. California dreaming. <laughs> well, you know, growing in Cali is great because everybody wants Cali flower. You yeah, know, whether always. or not. You know, it's like, you know, oh, the Hollywood thing. But you know, the I Hollywood also factor. want some Colorado flower. <laughs> right. So we'll be able to utilize that in our business endeavors. And I'm just so thankful and, and grateful that we jumped into the cannabis industry many, many years ago. And to be in a position now to be an educator and to be at the forefront and all of our products and relationships, it's like, this really is a global takeover. Global takeover. I love it. Yeah. And once again, we're gonna play the song CBD Changes Lives because we're using free speech in music to explain and educate how cannabis CBD can change lives. Things we can't necessarily do on a product label. Uh, We can't say this will. We have to say words like this may decrease pain and inflammation. Which you can't even get away with anymore. I know. It's just like, this is so so crazy. You can't even say on the internet. So many things you can't say on a product label. But this song is great because this is the true freedom of speech protected by the First Amendment. And Tyler's story is in there. Tyler Watts. We just got to see Tyler a week and a half ago. About a week ago. Giving him some Delta 8 products also, you know, like, we just really want to help live a healthy life. Help everyone get back to normal. And CBD changes lives. Enjoy the song. Enjoy the podcast. And we'll see you next week with another round. See you next week. Here's all. I'm lining it up. Woohoo!
Because CBD changes lives. Exhale. Woo! Now, back by popular demand cannabis. First name medical, medical cannabis. With the whole new look, new taste, new reaction, resulting in different satisfaction. Like the older, new, very attractive, cannabidiol, not psychoactive. Meaning no high sensation, which is the key to the legalization. Bringing to the light by world-renowned scientists the healthy side of cannabis. Terpenes triggering scent, positively changing your mind and body in an instant. Sophisticated chemicals dancing in unison, blended, splendid, perfect, relieving physical and mental pain. Badass cannabis is the name. CBD is known to help major diseases like multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, a remedy for epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, anxiety, depression, fact not fiction. CBD has also been linked to the treatment of cancer. Now that's big time major, wow. What a medical breakthrough. And the list continues. High blood pressure, diabetes, mental disorder like schizophrenia. It even helps acne. Believe it or not, CBD is the healing that just won't stop. And staying on the front line, badass cannabis one time. Come on. Hands high in the sky. CBD changes lives. It's time to dance now. Two step it down. Drop it real, real low now. How high can you go? We see you in a good mood. You got that natural glow on you. Hands high in the sky. The word cancer is frightening. Then hearing we weren't able to get it all, watching it spread to other organs. You know, all this is just terrifying. The doctors tried everything but failed, then gave up, kind of alone, staring at the end. How would my family grow without me? In that darkness, nature shined its light. The month of hemp, healing, I was cancer free. Blame it all on CBD. In the sky, CBD changes lives. You're feeling good, right? You're moving through life. You're sleeping good now. You're eating food, wow. We'll see you in a good mood. Got the natural glow on you. Hands high in the sky, CBD changes lives. Mano saliva, mano saliva, CBD, cambia vida. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow's today. 